No Limit Texas Hold'em is the Cadillac of poker. You don't happen to have 8,000 bucks on you. Oh, no, no, we don't use money in heaven. Comes in pretty handy down here, Bob. Oh, you just want to be... You're making a run at it, aren't you? Pulling up a stake and going to Vegas. Hello and ep- welcome to episode number 23 of When the Chips Are Down podcast. From living in the land, playing 1-3 to battling Bobby's room in Bellagio, I'm Andrew Biking, 19 Peeper. Turns out it's pretty hard to make a hand, so... Joined by my best friend and co-host, Scott Stay Wild. Are we the only people that just look at normal jobs and go, ah, a good normal paying job, not again, come on. <laughs> Whether you've been at the tables for years or just now dipping your toe into the most complex game on the planet... This podcast should have something for you. What p- poker player hasn't watched Rounders and Mike McDermott jet out to Vegas thinking, man, I wish I could do that. Well, this podcast is about a guy that did, a guy that is doing, and a guy that wants to do that. Hopefully this will provide a lot of perspective into what all being a professional poker player is and what that looks like in today's day and age. Due to technical difficulties, our last podcast we did got uh, uh, unceremoniously deleted and a race from the internet, so which is somehow a thing still in 2023. So uh, we are re-recording, and uh, that's why it's been a little bit larger of a gap between episodes than uh, we'd like. But uh, yeah, we're back to uh, back to do it again. So don't tease me. Let's play some cards. Let's play some cards, and uh, it's gonna kind of kind of come. We'll combine a little bit with the. Uh, with the main event, really. Yeah, how's uh, how's how's Bargu been going for you in the past uh, few weeks, Scott? Yeah, man, it's been it's been really good, and there has been a lot of learning. Uh, I would say the past two weeks, uh, two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I probably played about five sessions where I just like broke even. Maybe I won five, five or ten bucks, but it was uh, kind of frustrating spending spending a bunch of hours up at the poker room and then leaving just even and not real sure like why. You know, what about your play was was causing that, or if it was just you know kind of the uh, the things that happen. It's a little bit of both for me. I think there, I had some leaks I really needed to uh, uh, correct. And, um, you know, the past week I started to become more disciplined with some of those leaks on, uh, some of the coursework that I've been studying and it's been, it's been paying off really well. So I think this last week was some of the best live poker I've ever played and, and yeah, I was just super fortunate and, um, really, really looking forward to keep going back to the room. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, yeah, it sounds like you've been, uh, on a little bit more of a schedule now and be able to get in more more volume uh live so that's 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 pretty cool um i wish i was uh i was i was in the same same boat uh lately hasn't in the past like few weeks or so hasn't been going great i haven't played a ton i've been pretty busy with uh now the nhl season has started and um uh other sports betting in general which uh has gone good was running kind of fairly bad um on like a little bit of a downswing in poker uh over the past uh month or so just nothing has really gone my way um but uh as i've been putting in a ton of volume a few tournaments a week um 
a little bit of cash here and there, but um, yeah, so not for like a huge amount, like I think like seven, eight hundred bucks or something down, so not like crazy down, um, but uh, a couple weeks ago, I think, a week and a half, something like that ago, <clears throat> I, <clears throat> I was, was able to, to uh, chop a up an online tournament um for like five or six hundred bucks something like that uh which i was pretty like in hindsight i'm you know i i hate chomping especially on a <laughs> soft site that i did like that um uh, I, I definitely took the the pansy way out but i just been i think i'd bricked like my last like eight tournaments and my last two cash game sessions and and I was a short stack on the bubble too, and I was like, "Ah, oh, here we go again." <laughs> like, <laughs> and but it was you know I was able to jam Ace King and got called by snapped off by King Nine and and I held and <laughs> somehow because like you know yeah you like yeah like King Nine of Diamonds and you know the flop has <laughs> you know <laughs> two <laughs> you know one diamond and then he then he turn turns a diamond i'm like don't you fucking <laughs> i was like come on man like i'm tired of these 75 25 it's like <laughs> it's always like, a sweat isn't it <laughs> yeah it's never easy like, <laughs> i was like can i turn him dead just once like yeah <laughs> i haven't turn turned anybody turn dead, dead like two <laughs> like 12 years you know <laughs> uh but um but yeah no it's um so that was uh that was at least yeah decent enough to to get me uh about break even or so for the month um uh a little bit still still down but uh yeah that was at least a little <laughs> little nice uh um uh little little uptick from the from the constant down trend that had been going into my graph, so that at least was uh was nice. But yeah, sports betting has been going uh pretty well. Uh and just been getting a lot more into that. Um not gonna do make it this pod this pod a sports betting podcast, but uh yeah, it's been going uh overall pretty well. Uh last week wasn't uh was one of my only losing weeks, but uh um but yeah it's been going pretty well uh and then getting a little into a lot more like the the theory behind it and everything and how how sports markets operate and how sports books operate and uh where uh where are like some good good spots to take advantage of it and things and um so yeah it's been going it's been going good um so yeah that's been that's been uh a lot of fun uh, you seem to be enjoying it yeah, 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 yeah. I am like it's um, uh, also another life uh, update for the podcast. I don't think I've talked about this on on the pod anyway. Like I am, <laughs> as you as you uh, kindly <laughs> reminded me today. Like I am, I am back to the back uh, back to a nine to five. Well, not actually nine to five, but uh, did did end up getting a, another uh, real job for for the time being anyway. Um, to um uh so uh i am uh not not doing anything nearly as cool as what i had been in the past with like Lockheed martin or anything um had the opportunity to to do that or or um or work for um general electric um which is here in greenville not that far away and would have been a pretty cool job opportunity with 
working on some big turbine engines and uh, occasionally traveling around the world. But uh, just uh, but when my main reason for moving to South Carolina was to be here with my parents and help my dad out and as he's going through dementia. So um <clears throat> opted to take this manufacturing job at a just a, a forklift manufacturer job uh, 10 minutes down the road. So it's 10 minutes down the road and it's four days a week. And um, even though I don't have experience because of my uh, um, education background, I uh, was able to come at it at a pretty decent pay rate and uh, decent benefits and, and all that. Uh, so um, yeah, it hasn't been, too bad, and I am able to listen to to podcasts and audiobooks and stuff. So that's pretty much what I do. It's a it's an extremely easy job, which I'm thankful for. And I'm it's pretty much just ten hours of listening and learning to <laughs> podcasts and audiobooks, and, <laughs> and I happen to get paid for it. So it's uh um so yeah, that's it's been good. Um yeah, it's uh and uh and I'm going to Vegas this weekend. So let's. We're not gonna let let it keep me down too that much. <laughs> <laughs> so that that should be fun. Yeah, back on the uh, back on the stiff grind. You know, we gotta. Are we the only people that just look at normal jobs and go, ah, a good normal paying job? Not again. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like man, like. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, I don't, it's like, man, how, how do people do it? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I have no idea. I tried it. I almost went crazy. Like, especially those older guys that you work with, like the guys that you know, like in their 50s and 60s, and they've been doing this for like 20, 25 years. And it's like, golly, like the same thing every day. And it's, ah. Oh. It's not challenging. It's not interesting. Like, how do you do, like, yeah. What happens to you? You they die inside a little or a lot. <laughs> they must like 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 they like they they work like two shifts at, at this manufacturing place, and like the guy who who who, who like the the lead the lead for uh, second shift has you know he's been he, I think he retires like next year or something fairly soon and um like every day he gets there like fifteen minutes early in the lunchroom and just like eats a bag of pretzels i'm just like man like <laughs> don't let this be me <laughs> like this you're my motivation man like... <laughs> Ooh. thank you for being here today because <laughs> what's retirement equal son well you, you see i get to eat pretzels every morning <laughs> like shoot like that guy is like a dog that's been lame that should have been put down like 20 years ago. Like someone just put him out of his misery. There's, I saw that at my, my other job, like just guys that had been there for like 20 years. They're just like, yeah, just hoping to retire. Oh my God, dog. Like why? Like what? Just (laughs) do something else. But you know, Life's hard and nothing's and people don't like risk. So it is what it is. Yeah. So um so yeah, it's uh at least doing that for at least a foreseeable future anyway, at least through the at least at the minimum I'd I'd say through the winter and um and into the spring. Um we'll we'll see uh how 
how all it ends up going. Um, there is an offer to, like to pay for engineering school. Uh, if I wanted to uh, pursue that route, I'm really uh, uh, not swayed one way or the other, leaning towards likely, maybe not, but it's 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 still up in the air and it's still still pretty early and everything. So well, plenty of time to to figure that out down the road. But that's a a general life uh, job update outside of a. Uh, poker and gambling so um so yeah but let's uh yeah uh so into getting into the the main event ladies and gentlemen welcome to the main event here and uh just talking about uh leaks and um you know along with kind of like your your transition into um playing live more you seem to be like more of a on a, a schedule that uh, you've kind of more establish yourself as a as with on your with your um barbershop hours and um playing hours and finding you know best times and days to play and all that so um yeah how's how's that been go- how's that been going for you how, how, how many hours a week are you normally trying to play um yeah that's a good question i think I think an at my average uh, week so far is probably somewhere maybe 15, 15 hours a week, um, sometimes less, sometimes more. But uh, it's, it's broken down into about three days, maybe sometimes four uh, a week. Mm-hmm. So usually it'll look like uh, my work schedule is I work Wednesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, and uh, Saturday, usually from... 10 to 6. Saturdays I work 9 to 3. A little bit shorter of a day. Um, But my rule is basically uh, when I get out of the shop, which is usually at 6, I just go straight to the poker room, and it's about 25 minutes away from my barber shop. Um, Depending on how the session goes, I, I only live about 15 minutes from the actual poker room. So, like this week, I think... When like Wednesdays, I played Wednesday and Thursday this week, um, and I only played like an hour and a half each of those days. Um, there wasn't a lot of tables going. There were like four or five tables, um, which usually isn't. I'm sure like we've talked about isn't like you know the greatest thing. Um, but I think I think it was from I listened to uh, the Third Man's Walking podcast, and one of his buddies that like got really good just had a rule of like. He unless the table was absolutely horrible, like he just sat down at the table and like figured out like how to win. Yeah, and that has kind of been my rule uh, to myself because I just think it'll help me in the long run. But Wednesday, so it's usually like a usually about three three to five hours on Wednesday, um, usually three or less, and then Fridays. My Fridays have been getting busier. I'm mostly by appointments, but a lot of my Fridays has been like where in the middle of the day, like around one, I don't have any appointments. So instead of like sitting around in the shop for four or five hours, I just book out, like I just block out the rest of my schedule and I just head straight to the poker room. Um, Fridays and Saturdays are like the best days at our poker room. They do a uh, $500 high hand every 30 minutes. And I think between like 12 and 3 and 5 and 6, they do like a $2,000 high hand. Um, 
And last Saturday, I think they're doing this like the last Saturday of the month. They're doing like $5,000 high hands in an hour. So like the top three hands get like five grand split three yeah. ways. So like not this Saturday, but last Saturday I, I got off at, uh, I got off a little early, like at one cause I didn't have any appointments and I got to the room and thank God I got there because like there was no transfer in tables. Like there was like, just like a 50 to 60 people waiting list, like people trying to get in for this $5,000 high hand. Um, so the room here has actually been super busy. You, so yeah, so Fridays and Saturdays, I usually stay for about four, you know, four or five, four or five hours, I'd say. Um, and then, you know, every now and again, Thursdays, I'll jump in there if I can, but that's usually Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday is usually my schedule after work. Nice. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's just very convenient. What's most convenient, obviously, is like, I live so close to the room. So, like, being able to just, even, like, on a, a day where I don't have anything to do, I'm just like, hey, I'm just going to run up to the poker room real quick. Like, there's a few tables running. I'm just going to check out the action. Yeah. But, yeah, it's been, so, this is how I, <laughs> they know my name now. Like, I'll I'll walk, I'm sure it's pretty common for regs, but, like, I'm walking in, you know, after I buy my chips, and the uh, front desk sees me, and they're like, Scott for one, two? I was like, you got it, bud. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I guess they know my my know my name now. So I'm I'm officially a regular. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's always uh, yeah, it's yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's it's always kind of kind of a cool feeling when you walk in. And, yeah, people uh got you know you know you know more of the floor staff and more of the dealers and you know like kind of. Kind of like you going to into into work, you kind of start to build a little bit of community there. Although, and in, in like in um, although uh, I was never, I don't think many most people most pros are, but I was never really, really a big fan of like dealers like uh, um, like making it like overly obvious that they know me uh, or stuff at the table. I mean, like it, uh, Oxford, it's it's kind of it's it's pretty negligible because it's it's mostly all um there's not a ton of new faces um there week to week but um dallas and uh especially in in uh in vegas like um yeah if, the, if a dealer was like it's like, it like oh yeah how's it going like oh yeah good to see you man and i was like hey shut up like, <laughs> <laughs> like you don't shut know me <laughs> shut your mouth Here, here's two dollars shut up <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> <laughs> I get that Who's this lot. guy talking to? <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of those faces? I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, not not like I think it's like yeah, it's you know, um, uh, essential to your win rate. I don't think you like half your hourly or anything by that. Like you know, by by doing that, but uh, but yeah, sure. Like it's it's definitely like prefer to. <laughs> to be anonymous at the at the table if, if um um versus not I would I would say but um uh, but yeah that's that's cool um uh yeah it's good so um like into like talking about uh leaks and stuff uh in general like what's um uh you said you've been going through some uh Ed Miller stuff yeah I'm going through uh 
his uh his course called the course and um just really great really great stuff like i i joke to you that ed miller's like ruling like both my ears right now because i'm you know listening to his audiobook of sports betting that you sent me and then i've got got him over my left ear about poker so he's <laughs> he, he's just my guy right now <laughs> um but yeah there were i think there were three things that he really uh that i really started to implement more this week um yeah, and that's it's it's just been because it, it was kind of i think the big thing from me like taking home really decent profits the last uh week and a half because i like i mentioned i just kind of broke even a little bit or i made like five or ten bucks like about five five sessions in a row and was kind of like not understanding exactly what i was doing wrong or if i was doing anything wrong i definitely was <laughs> um so i get the first one I would say is um, just just like having actually kind of being tighter pre-flop, and in a sense, like not that my ranges um, aren't the same. It's just that like he really kind of pushed an idea of like either fold or raise. Like if you're not in the big blind and there's not really any reason, like it's it's just you just lose. Like you, there's so many bad things that. Um, happens when you just call even in position between you know kind of capping your range and not really showing aggression and there's just there's just a lot of bet like a lot of not good things and uh I'm someone who likes to play a lot of hands and thinks and thinks that like I can play better post flop than I can especially yeah. at this you know no <laughs> no one's great post flop like it's, it's just post flop's just hard shit out there but um so that was the first one I really implemented. And man, I, I got to tell you, not only not only did like my profits just like skyrocket, but it's just so much of a en more enjoyable session. Like you just you're just like, nope, like this is my decision. And that, and like, I'm just going to stick to that unless there's a reason, a really good reason not to. And it it just you know how sessions are, man, like they're they're They are a grind like mentally. It's just draining. And I. I just feel like that was just one thing that just gave me a little bit more, you know, extra room in my mind just to like make other like tough decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's that all sounds really good. Yeah, I mean, it, in in general, people are gonna respond like poorly to aggression, uh, and so upping that to 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 an amount that's reasonable i mean at least re it's still quite exploitative but um still still being um reasonable and and that uh i think is is pretty smart and it's and it's uh it seems to be that uh, and i was certainly on the on the on the same boat as you of kind of being um uh uh, or at least and not 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 wanting to initially three bet a lot not w wanting to 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 put a lot of money in the pot and be like super aggressive just kind of wait for hands and um and be in play uh play tighter and it's like you said it's not like you're you're really changing your ranges all that much but and and how you're 
how you're ending the pot, you're just yeah, usually coming in with a lot more aggression, which I think is it just it is probably just like to do that blindly overall is just yeah, it's probably smart. Um <laughs> uh and so yeah, I think I think that's that sounds pretty good because most people will just try and call and make hands and especially at one three, like, you know, um and and two five, like most people aren't aren't limping or, or even raising with mm-hmm. hands that they're wanting to fold. I mean uh, I mean <laughs> to the <laughs> To the to an extreme amount in in Texas, like I mean, I would, I'd I'd have two limps at one, you know, it'd be like one three limp limp. I'd ice it to like forty five and get cold called behind me. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? How big do I need to go? <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally agree, and I think one of the like just a few examples of how it played out practically for me was uh sometimes in position or out of position you know i'm calling uh and this is you know to clarify this is at one two and uh yeah i understand that this this kind of happens at two five as well um but i would have like you know pocket sixes and there would be like a small race to five and you know like three or four people would call i'm like man you know like at this point like i need to be raised into like 30 or 40 here to really you know you know (laughs) If I'm gonna if I'm gonna three bet, I got I need to make a good three bet, but I don't want to be three betting that big with sixes. You know right. what I mean? But it it really I've just been stealing a little bit more from the blinds with hands that are you know somewhat questionable, like queen eight suited, uh, you know, like ten nine of diamonds, kind of you know hands that can play well but aren't super strong pre flop, especially out of position. But I've just been taking stronger betting lines and in positions like that to where I would normally call, uh, you know, hoping to hit. And I just have, you know, people, people really don't, I mean, you just get way too much credit at one, two granted. You need to make sure like you're not in Dallas and those table dynamics aren't at play. But, (laughs) uh, in my, my room, like, you know, I'm, if I bet out 20 or 30, you know, and all these people call, they just will all fold. They just all think I have like a massive hand or they just They'll they'll fold like ace jack ace queen because they just don't want to put all that money in with no pair, and you know most people are just very confused post flop. So, and I'm just not losing as much money like pointlessly. Um, just you know, and just calling in these spots hoping to get lucky, and you know you rarely get lucky on the flop. So it's just burning money, and over an hourly. It'll take your session to, you know, a positive to a break even or, or worse. And I I didn't realize I was doing that. I was just playing too many. I was just calling way too many hands. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's I think it's, an, it's a general. It's a very common one. Probably the most common leak uh, for most people is this is just flatting too much and just calling with too many hands. And yeah, just hope, hoping to make a hand and. Uh, and it's uh it's it turns out it's it's pretty hard to make a hand so <laughs> it's very it's very hard to make a hand. <laughs> well, it's a lot it's a lot easier to make people believe that you made a hand and uh and so it's so yeah uh, I think I think that's that's really good I I, th- uh, I, I love listening to to Alex Fitzgerald stuff and and he, there's, a, there's a ton of it and he was uh, he was talking on um on a podcast one time about playing playing river spots 
and he was like, yeah, so like one day I just like filtered in my, you know, in Poker Tracker for uh, Flat River and I just watched like this enormous red line just like go <laughs> shoot across my screen and i was like okay i guess we can stop doing this <laughs> uh, yeah i think that actually uh <laughs> brings me to the second leak that um i started to know is pretty obvious is that you know and in, in one too like people just don't bluff turn a river very often. Um, they'll, they'll, most of them will call the flop. Not all of them, but most people like to at least call, see a turn. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they are calling a big bet or pushing out a big bet, like, unless, you know, if you got top pair, man, like, it's just, sometimes it's just like, hey, just fold. Like, like the, you know, these guys just overplay their hands so much when they have it. Like, and if you don't have much, like Miller says, just like he's like, don't think about it. Just throw that shit away. <laughs> just throw it away, dude. Like you don't have to think twice. He's like, and if it's a big river bet, he's like, he's like, unless it's like a good reg, and he goes, and there aren't good regs at one two. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh damn. <laughs> he's like, just fold that shit. And I was reading in the comments of that session, and one of the guys is like, no, note to play against Ed Miller. <laughs> he bombed the shit out of the river. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, it was it's true. It's just uh players at one two making big turn bets and calls and big river bets, man. Just if you don't if you don't have a really good hand, like just don't even think twice. Cause they're they're not bluffing. They just don't bluff enough to where it's profitable to call ever, it seems like. Um yeah. and I stopped doing that. Cause it was, I was doing that with somewhat like marginal hands, like, you know, top pair, top kicker and, uh, just getting shown the bad news. I'm like, uh, you know, so that was, uh, that was really good for me. Although I will say like the, the session after <laughs> you'll appreciate this peeper. I had a angel psycho at the table. Like <laughs> he just kept buying in. So first hand I get with this guy, it's a new table. He buys in for like 150 and uh, I got one call, you know, one flat, and it comes to me in the big blind, and I got 10s. I threw back pretty big, like to 15. I've been doing that a little bit more because I actually like these guys, like, especially in position. Like, I kind of just want to get more chips in the middle with the good hands. Like, if I can raise the 20 and, like, I'm going to get a call from a flat, I'm like, that's, I'm just, it just seems to be good. <laughs> Anyways, though, so, and, the crazy dudes in the uh, right after me in the small blind, and he calls, and we go three ways to a flop. Flop is like ace four six, and uh, first guy checks, and I'm on the button, and uh, there's a lot out there, so there's not too much behind for the guy behind me, and I'm I'm, I'm just pretty, you know, they, I don't like the ace. They got two guys and one two. Everyone calls with at least an ace, you know. It, it doesn't matter if it's deuce through king. They're just flattened. So, uh, and he just shoves all in. And the first guy folds, and I'm like, ah, shit, you know, like. Mathematically, I just almost have to call here, but I just end up folding because I just imagine he has ace. And he turns over 7-4 and shows it to me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, nice hand. 
And he played like that the rest of the game. And I'm like, there were boards where I'm calling this guy. There's like flush draws, straight draws. Like I have the second, <laughs> I'm calling, well, there's a king and queen on the board. And I have a jack, I have jack seven and there's a jack on the board. And I'm calling mm-hmm. this guy, like betting all the way down. He's calling, checking, and he shoves river. And I'm like, I call. He's like, you're good. And he just punted. He, he punted like $300 to me within like 15 minutes, just trying to go crazy. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, Ed, this this is where this doesn't apply. <laughs> these these angels, I can't. Yeah. But other than those guys, like, uh, that was that was a big leak for me that I I noticed. I was paying these bets off to people who you know they're that just don't bluff enough to make it profitable. No, and I th- I think that's that's something that's that uh it isn't. It's not exactly intuitive. Not you don't hear people talk a lot about it, but that's part of like playing exploitatively too, and and that's that's a good exploit to do against one, two, and one, three, and even generally two five players is is overfolding um, because you're not overfolding. You're you're exploiting them by folding. Even that doesn't doesn't sound like a thing. It it absolutely is. It's been uh, yeah. I mean. Because, you know, like, you know, it's like, you know, half pot bet. It's like, okay, you got to win here like 33% of the time. Well, mm-hmm. on most rivers, like, you're not going to win 33% of the time. Like, it's probably like 12. Like, you can just, you can just fold. Um, and um, so, yeah, it's um, like you said, yeah, bar, yeah, barring, yeah, uh, external situations like, like, like that. Um, where you can just kind of toss a little bit out the window, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, no, that's that's definitely um, definitely sounds like a, a, some pretty common, pretty pretty good um things that you've uh discovered, and it's it's and I I I, I would imagine it's it's kind of the same same for you, but like studying is like also is also fun for me like just just learning more about the game or spots or just places where where either i'm not super studied in or i'm just wanting to learn to learn more about just just because i mean it's it's a it's a never-ending <laughs> game of of trying to trying to master it. that's and that you'll that you'll never reach um but it's 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 a lot of fun and pretty cool to to keep learning about it and and hearing new takes and and on different spots and and just trying to get better at it and and understand it uh better overall and so it's not as fun to me as as playing but it's 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 still it's still pretty fun to to just um learn more about it and how to how to how to play better yeah i i it's weird because like when i studied for tournaments I didn't feel the way I feel about like studying live cash right now. Um, maybe that's just because it's a lot, you know, it's a live thing and there's just so many more nuances to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, but man, it's been, it's been so fun. Like thinking in my head, like it, it reminds me of playing ball. It was like, I'm like, man, this session went this way. Like I know, like I don't think I did good here. Not really sure like what to do here. Um, I feel like I'm, I feel like some of these guys at the table like are noticing that and they're like punishing me for me. I'm like, 
means which means I'm like a bitch right now, essentially. Like they're <laughs> punking me. And I, you know, I go back to you know, especially Ed Miller's this course is man, it's been like one of the best courses I've ever gone through. Like he's just so man, he's just he's very insightful. Like it's just so yeah. practical, so simple, so insightful. And the way he challenges you is like just just try it. Like don't just do it and then like you you make your own decision after that. And I mean that's kind of poker because that doesn't mean like some of this stuff doesn't play the same everywhere. So yeah, we're all, we're always adjusting a little bit, which is just like you said that that's some of the cool things is like you can go back, you can study from guys that have really got like these good ideas that apply at your room, and like you just start to crush, or like none of that shit's working, and you hear someone you know have a different take that has been like grinding in the scenario that you've been. And is like giving you a few pointers and you're like, oh, shit, like, yeah, like, let's I'm going to try that. And uh, I don't know, like you said, it's just it's always changing and it's just so intriguing of like what's going to work with these dynamics in my place today. And I have to like I have to figure that out. That's my goal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the yeah, the, the problem solving aspect of it is is definitely the but. Yeah, what uh, what really attracted me to it? I was listening to uh, the latest episode of the uh, Thinking Poker podcast with Andrew Brokus, and 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 he was uh, he was talking uh, with in the interview with another person, and he was just like a recreational player, just played played poker for a while, but he'd always just played for fun and wasn't wasn't that uh, that advanced um in it and but he was trying to understand like the why like why do you play why why do you do this you know is it just for the money or whatever and and brokus is like yeah it's not he's like it, it's the, the money's like kind of like secondary like if i'm like deep in the main event or something then yeah then it starts to become a bigger deal obviously but it, like it's, it's like it's it's really just like the problem solving uh aspect of it like he, he would like buy like logic puzzles and books from you know, from from the store when he was a kid, and just like go home and like solve those. So, like just just the problem solving aspect of it. And with poker, it's so cool because like it's not only like you said, like it's not it's not only just the game, just game three in of it in and of itself. As as you know, we go on and 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 learn more uh, about um, about how how to play uh, GTO, but it's it's also just table to table. You know, like um game to game can be your strat your, the optimal actual optimal strategy can can vary uh greatly you know and it's not like the not saying that like a, a gto robot isn't going to lose money at one two like no one like a, a, a solver would definitely print money at one two but it would also call off with ace king against um the old man coffee's limp shove mm-hmm. <laughs> you know for 100 yeah. blinds which is with with ace king which is a punt <laughs> so mm-hmm. um so there's um so yeah just just the the constant changing aspects and, the, and even within sessions i mean you can you know like <laughs> within one or two hours like your whole table can change so uh it's yeah it's 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 always a, a game of constant adapting and adjusting and and studying and uh which uh, we've harped on it before but it's never uh bears repeating i i i think it's just like really pay attention to the table like just you know be trying to you know uh looking at your opponents studying your opponents and um you know putting them on ranges you know calculate the pot like even when you're not in like just 
just um, anything you can do to, to to keep your attention focused and 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 on <clears throat> and on on the game and on on the players because there's there's so much information out there live that people just give away for free <laughs> and most people will never see because they're just have their head buried in their phone. Yeah, I'm really I'm really surprised by that. I would say because uh, what's the book? The book where Seidel uh, coaches the, the the psychology chick, uh, Maria Konnikova. Um... Anyway, she, yeah, yeah, she wrote a poker book, and it's it's absolutely excellent, and you sh- you should listen to it or read it for yourself. Um, but like Seidel is like one of his biggest uh, nuggets that he gave her was basically like pay attention, and that's been. That's like what I took most out of that whole book was just like pay attention. Um always watch, always be like like everything you said and it just blows my mind like how how much that helps every session like if it it just turns my whole session around and I I know exactly what to do with certain situations now when I catch it. But dude, I see these guys that are I think regulars that play with like headphones and watch like sports on their phones and I yeah. I target them hard mm-hmm. because they, they go, I think they're like GTO players, you know, and they just kind of go with the math. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm just, I'm just going to be so after you this whole game. Cause either you're, you know, you're not paying attention and I, I just get to exploit that like as much as possible. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's so fun, dude. Like it's, it's so fun. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's called the the biggest bluff is the, the name of the book. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, and it's, it's the same for me with like, um, it's very, really, it's it's the more I'm learning more about like the theory and stuff behind handicapping sports and and sports betting and like there there really are like a lot of when you get down to like the actual nuts and bolts of the theory behind it. There's obviously big differences but there's quite a few similarities too but between um uh sports and poker and and it's 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 similar in to me and 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 like in the problem solving aspect of it and and that like you know like pregame for hockey like i'm you know i'm not you know really looking at like watching like any like a bunch of going through like a bunch of like game game taper film or anything to to look at look at how 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 the previous games are played i'm just looking at numbers just just a bunch of numbers and metrics and data uh and compiling it all into and and putting that into uh into um what i think the the the, the line should be for um for the money line and and the and then the total and then comparing that with uh, what the the sports book opens up at, and uh, and seeing if there's, uh, seeing if I I show an edge or not, and then I still love watching hockey and love watching football and stuff, and um, so uh, more more so than I do you know coming through the numbers, but it's 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 um, but yeah, it is just another way of like problem solving of you're just trying to trying to find out in uh predict like what's the best move here and what are some like inefficiencies that aren't that aren't being accounted for um so yeah it's it's a lot of fun yeah yeah it is i think uh 
for the last part, uh, for the third leak, I would say I figured out this week that it has been so helpful live is uh, being okay with value owning myself. It's been a yeah. real struggle. It's been a real struggle for me to like not be afraid of that. And I, like it's it's hurting, you know, my hourly. It was hurting mm-hmm. my hourly before where I just wouldn't um, I just wouldn't really be putting a lot of money in the pot post flop. Like if I thought I was good, you know, I'd get a little nervous if I got called like pre flop and turn. Um, knowing I'm probably, you know, knowing my ace king is probably good against like ace three, you know, um, but just, just not, not just committing to the hand as much money as I possible. Like before the, like before this week, it was a stretch for me to like, just put in, I think the amount of money that I could get. And now I'm like thinking about how much money can I actually bet here that they'll just call. (laughs) So, yeah. I, I don't know if you ever felt that, but it was one thing Ed Miller really challenged you on, me on was uh, he's like, sometimes you're going to value on yourself. He goes, and that's that's okay, because we're hoping that mathematically, you know, it's going to happen so much less often uh, than when you don't. And it's going to be, you're going to be valuing, you know, putting in so much value with your good hands. Like even when you do value on yourself, like it's not going to be, it's not going to even get close to, you know, how bigger the uh, bigger the money is that you're getting getting value from. So I really put I really try to put that into practice on the uh, last four sessions I had this week. And it, it just turned out just really great. I got I don't think I got value owned any of them, but um, and like and understanding that I was like, yeah, like I can see what he's saying now. Do you ever do you ever go through that like in Vegas or anything? Um, yeah, yeah. I remember. I forget who it was. I was listening to, but they were talking about that more and it, for placing thin value bets. And they said, "Look, like pocket aces on average earns like six big blinds, six six and a half big blinds, something like that." Uh, and he's like, "So if you can." So if on every river, like instead of just checking back with like your top pair medium kicker, if you can bet like six or seven big blinds, that's like the same in, as getting like pocket aces in an additional time per the session, which is really big. <laughs> so just like do that more. <laughs> and uh, um, that's so, a great way to look at that. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's like you said like it's you know like we kind of. But it's, you know, like when you when you bring it all together like that, then it kind of makes sense. It's like, oh, wow, okay, like, I get, I get it, like, yeah. But, and you, you know, you, you typically hear, you know, like, oh, you know, bet your bet your big hands for value and, you know, get um get the most out of it. But, you know, like, also bet you're, you're just okay hands for for value. Um, mm-hmm. And people are, yeah, people, <laughs> people, people have to see it. Like, people just... They can't live with themselves if they don't if they don't see it uh, for um, for whatever reason. Like they like they just have to have to see it. Uh, and um, yeah, and just like I said, like sometimes you'll 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 value on yourself and and you'll give them more money. But it's yeah, it happens that such a you've already earned so much more money by doing that with everything else. Yeah, like it vastly yeah, like outweighs it. Like. Uh, um, Unless it's unless it becomes like the majority of the time, then you can 
then you might want to pull back. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's and generally, yeah, it's it, people just don't go for for thin value enough when when there's still plenty to be had. Yeah, it's really surprising how much I'm, I'm a little shocked. And I guess I shouldn't be because, like, you know, you've told me this about live, but, you know, everyone that plays online, like, has those percentages in front of them. Um, or, like, they they kind of understand, like, how much is in the pot compared to their stack. And, like, yeah, it, it's all right there. And, man, you can just bet pot. Like, you can just fire out pot or more a lot mm-hmm. of times. And they're just going to call. And they just don't notice, like, oh, wow, like, I've only actually got 50 bucks left. And, yeah, you know, they're either, sometimes they do just fold, but, like, you're just so good. Like, it doesn't, it just opens up so many doors, and it's just, like, you just get so much value, like, from, from playing live, you know, that you just, you just can't bet pot like that over and over again online. And someone pay you off like that. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's. The other thing, like you said, they just, <laughs> I don't know what it is, man, but like, I, you, I, when I sit down, I'm like, he always needs to see it. This guy never wants to see it. You know, he's, he's so tight. He'll fold to two bets uh-huh. almost no matter what he has. I'm like, I'll punish him and this guy's paying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, I don't know. Like I've, once I net, like, I don't know now at this point, it's just like, once I think that. I'm like, I'm going to do it. Like, I don't care if I, I'm gonna, this is what I think is right from all this. Do you think that's hard? This was like really hard for me is like, <laughs> is believing like what you're studying, <laughs> not knowing yeah. it, but believing it because you like, you're like, all right, I know this guy's tight. Uh, so I'm just going to fucking bluff. I'm just going to bluff as often with as much money possible that I know he's uncomfortable with. Like, yeah. And that motherfucker's gonna fold, and he does. He <laughs> he fucking does, and it's the same way around. But dude, it is it it is hard. I'm starting to let go. It's freaking me out a little bit, because <laughs> like I told you before, that that psycho. I'm calling down like two hundred dollars with a yeah. third pair on a just a crazy board. But in my head, I'm like, dude, like you you were top pair on the flop, like. You gotta fucking. You can't fold. You just can't. No matter what this guy does, you can't fold. Yeah. He fi- he fires out for like oh, like overbets the river, and I'm like, <laughs> just breathe. And I'm like, I call. <laughs> 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 uh, and he's like, you're good. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, that's that's believing what what we're doing here. Like this is this is where studying you know hits the meets the road, baby. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. That's always it, yeah, especially when you when you're having something new or something that you're you're that you're plugging that you know was this a significant leak or a significant change in in your in your regular sessions to where you're trying to or just or even just like trying to focus it on it on on one thing more and it's a change for you and it's you know it's going to be uncomfortable. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's always, you kind of, it's, it's really just part of, part of being a poker player and is just getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and you, you just kind of, um, you don't really uh, ever get used to it, but in, in, in a, in some ways you, you do, um, <laughs> the, the, um, the Thinking Poker podcast today was, uh, a good, 
good example of that when when because the this you know this rec player is talking to uh Brogus and Carlos and the uh you know two guys that have just been in the game for for decades and <clears throat> they and he's like how do you guys do it like how do you he's like you guys got like this you know Mr. Miyagi like vibe about it and and Carlos is like, look, man, like we've just like been beaten to a pulp so many times, like it, it doesn't, we don't even care. <laughs> like that, 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 that's what, that's what's happened. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and like a similar vein, and like in like sports, but like my biggest bet of the year that that uh, that um that you you even. Got got on 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 hockey with uh we you know but we're like really big on the Devils against the Montreal Canadiens um like one or two weeks ago something like that mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago uh and that was something that was this is like a leak that I I noticed uh previously in my past two years of doing hockey of it it's it's not uh, it's not very often in in a season where a smash spot comes up where like just everything aligns and the it's a bad scheduling spot it's a, it's a good goalie matchup it's uh one team is you know playing above their expectations one plays below their expectations and just you know uh you know all all, all 50 metrics you know or whatever you're looking at like everything really combines um for like a a, a team to just really roll over the other one uh and it's not accounted for enough and in the line and I would always go like, Oh yeah, well this is like a two unit play instead of like a one unit play or something and and mm. and um and not and not really like maximize uh that opportunity and I'd always be kicking myself because like those plays were just always not not obviously not a hundred percent hit rate with those, but like at a very high frequency, like they were just like mm-hmm. cruise to victory, and I'm like, man, like, and I was always be kicking myself, like, why don't I put more more on this? Like, I saw this, like, like so many more things lined up for this bet than everything else. Like, why didn't why didn't I put more on this? And so that was that's like an adjustment that I'm making this season is just when when spots like that do come up, um, and even even not not strictly just just bit, really big spots like that, but you know, there's you know, there's you know, there's there's edges and there's bigger edges and there's you know dream spots like that uh mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and just trying to chew, uh adjust for those and and put those uh put that risk uh out there uh accordingly and um yeah it's 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 kind of uh <laughs> you know like when you when you when you go pre-game and it's like okay like Five hundred dollars on this one hockey game, I guess. Like we're, <laughs> I guess we're gonna do this. Um, but like this is what my numbers say, and like this, you know, to do, and and uh, <clears throat> and yeah, and so um, yeah. Thankfully, it won. Um, it was a sweat because they were down one zero early, and I was just like, oh, like here we go. And then like it was, it was the night of the the um, I'm like si- sidetracking a lot this episode about sports but um about uh the um it was like the night of like the and the espn did like this frozen frenzy thing where they had all it was the first time in nhl history i think where like all 16 all 32 teams were in action on the same day uh and they staggered the start times by like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. so like every 15 minutes uh another game was kicking off 
And so it was, and they had, they were like, it was kind of like NFL red zone. They'd jump from game to game and like always, you know, always show you action and uh, power plays and goals and things like that. So it was really good. Um, uh, and just nice to see hockey get some more TV time. But like, uh, they were, they, yeah, like, my bet goes, you know, the ha- the Devils go down one zero at the start of it, and then like, <clears throat> and then they get they and they then they score to tie it up, and the goal gets uh and the coach challenges it for like goalie interference, and they win the challenge, so they take the goal off the board, and I'm like ah like, and then and then the Devils get a breakaway, and the this like goalie who's not a great goalie, which is one of the reasons it was a big bet, like just like sprawls across the ice and like makes like the save of his life and like and like the so like the 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 two commentators who are doing like all of the games are like oh that's the save of the night right there we haven't seen a save like that all night i was like oh of course like on the one <laughs> game on <laughs> the one team that i bet against he's just coming out with sports center top 10 <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, shit. um but yeah, it's just uh, it's it's very similar to like what you're talking about, like you know, like studying, you know, st- you you can study all the theory you want and the good strategy and you know adjusting your leagues and you know it's like hey, you should three bet more with this hand or you should, uh, um, yeah, be more aggressive. And it's like it's that doesn't come supernatural to to some people it does and some people it doesn't. Um, <clears throat> but it's you know it's usually not one of the things that comes supernatural but it's just like okay well like I, this is you know this is supposed to be the right thing to do so we're just gonna tr- trust the math and trust the trust the strategy behind this and and uh let the results fall where they may so it's um um but yeah it's 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 a lot of um it's it's just it's always a process of just just learning and adapting and and trying just trying to constantly um get better and play better and and still still approaching it with a sense of like humbleness of that like you know you don't know everything and you and you you can't know everything and so you're always trying to still get better but um you still do need like a certain degree of confidence right to to play the game and at a at a high level and to to know that you have have an edge that's why you're playing is because you're you're supposed to be better than the other people so it's um so yeah it's but yeah, it's just a it's a really cool. Just it's like I said at the beginning of every show, it's the most complex game on the planet. So it's it's re- it's it's a lot of fun just trying to figure this thing out. And um, yeah, it's 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 been cool to like watch your journey from uh, just playing, um, you know, putting twenty five bucks on bet online and uh, playing you know one and two dollar tournaments to. Uh, to now where you're, you know, making a thousand dollars playing, uh, in a week, uh, playing live cash. It's been a, a pretty cool journey so far. It's it's been crazy. I mean, we, I mean, you did like I was always really jealous that you got to go do it, and I, you know, for multiple reasons didn't didn't go uh, start that fun journey with you, but. Uh, you know, like you said, always put in like oh, I got twenty five dollars online. You know, I'll do a sit and go tournament, double ups. God, those are never ending. Uh, and now to be here, like I don't know, all the studying. So it was it's been a lot of studying. We've studied for a long time, 
I, <laughs> me off and on, but you for sure. But like, so much studying. And uh, like, I just remember, I think, I don't know if it was like over, it was like eight months to a year ago when we talked about it, when I was like, you're like, hey, I think you should like really play. And I'm like, hey, I think I'm really going to try to play. <laughs> you're like, oh, for real? I was like, and I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to, like I, you know, I wrote it all out. I told you, I'm like, hey, we're gonna see if like over this period of time, if I'm like a winning player or not. Like I'm, we're tracking it. Like, is I want to take a real shot? And I don't know if I can because I, don't, I don't know if I'm any. I'm not. I don't. Know, I know I'm not very good, but I just don't know how bad I am. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, like I don't know. Like it was just so crazy. Like me and Mira were talking about that yesterday. Like, like wow. Like we're like we're doing it. It's just, I don't know. Feels like like a dream, and just like it just it's so enjoyable. I didn't think it was going to be this enjoyable. It is so enjoyable. Yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, running bad always sucks, but like leveling, like the leveling, dude. Like the leveling feels awesome. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't. Like it, it's exciting me. I'm like, man, can I level up to two five? Like, can I? Because, you know, just playing one, two and winning like this for me, like, I don't know if it ended today, it would suck. But like just being able to <clears throat> actually say I did that profitably, like that's awesome. Like even like remember when Joe said he's like, you know, one, two is hard, man. Like it's hard to win at one, two. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, dude. Like I'm like I'm winning at one, two. Like, wow. Like, it's I don't know. It's just crazy. It just feels crazy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you, you're doing something that, you know, 95% of people don't do. So it's, uh, um, yeah, as, 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 as much, uh, as much, uh, uh, and even, um, uh, Charlie, Charlie Williams from the <clears throat> Third Man Walking podcast was, was talking about that and different, <clears throat> different pros at different stake levels and stuff. And, and like you mentioned, like one, two, and one, three, players and he's like he's like i know like a lot of people will probably scoff at like one two and one three players but he's like but those guys are still risking hundreds of dollars every day which is not n a normal thing to do <laughs> it's, it's just like, most people do not do that <laughs> like wait yeah it's you know so yeah like we're saying like you know we're not saying like you know you certainly don't need like like strategy to uh to be profitable at one two but um the a simple strategy versus you know sitting down and max trying to maximally exploit your opponents and actually implement that at the table in real life where you have so many variables and so many distractions and 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 things uh encounter you at the table and to do that um consistently and not punt off and like one hand and ruin your entire session uh yeah is is for sure like way way harder in practice than it is in in theory um yeah absolutely so yeah that's that's cool man um yeah some someday in the not 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 so different future you'll uh you'll be on that plane with me to vegas but. we're gonna do it man we're gonna do it we said we were gonna do it we're gonna do it Yep. All right. I gave the. <clears throat> all right. I gave your 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 better half uh extreme advance notice of like, hey, like <laughs> when this comes around, like 
just like it has to come like like, like, like we just like we, here's a pre-approval letter <laughs> all right <laughs> for this amount for this many days <laughs> yeah like, uh like my, my my job was uh you know normally work four tens which I, I really like so much more than 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 five eights um was wasn't really looking for a job that that had me there five days a week and and that's normally how it's been some days some fridays we do um work overtime if if we need to and uh and i let my boss know today i was like i was like hey like i'm i'm gonna be out of town friday he's like he's like oh like I, th- I think we might be working friday i was like all right, well, I'll be thinking about you. <laughs> and I haven't, I haven't been there long, you know, like I've been there like a month. But <laughs> I'm just letting, I'm letting you know. <laughs> I <laughs> will probably be in a poker room or a sports book outside the country. <laughs> so however you need to do to make up your schedule, I would advise you go and do that for Friday. <laughs> <laughs> that's right baby that's <laughs> some things we just don't say no to <laughs> oh yeah i'm that's awesome man i can't oh i can't wait until you know a few things are different and uh you know little things are different on my end and you know hopefully we'll be grinding you know the same room or even out in vegas at the the world series one day it's gonna happen but man it's i'm pumped dude I'm so pumped, like, barbering's going really good, and then this is going really good, and I'm just like, man, if I can do this, like, 2-5, 5-10, wow, like, no shit, huh? Crazy. I see what you mean, man, like, this is, I see why you dedicated so much time to it. I couldn't see it before, but now I'm like, I'm getting a little glimpse, I'm like, wow, this is, yeah, this is, this is something to chase yeah. after. Yeah, for sure, dude. Yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's that's really good. Um, uh, yeah, I th- I uh, I, th- I think it's definitely yeah worth the <laughs> worth the endeavor. Um, what was the, oh yeah one yeah one more um uh thing before we um close out here. Uh, yeah, th- there 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 has been more. I've been I did find find a, one of the guys a uh, local um around here to me that is pretty involved with the home game scene in the area mm-hmm. and, and so right as of right now the closest room to me is Cherokee which is a decent room especially during the series and stuff but uh about an hour and a half drive so not really um commuting distance and uh but there seems to be quite a few different home games going on different nights of the week around me. So I haven't started playing those as of yet, um, but we'll probably look to maybe try and uh, step into those in the sometime in the near future. I think uh, it's um, there, there's a lot of other variables that go into home games. We could do a whole nother podcast on the, on whether they're worth it and what to look out for and like all that and if the rig we'll is do it next time or not and stuff but yeah um but yeah we yeah we yeah we we certainly could do that on about home games and stuff um yeah some people uh refuse to outright 
to play them, which is like not a bad thing at all. I don't think, but um, but yeah, I think it's it's worth at least looking into. Um, and uh, yeah, provide into seeing how how the games are and what the rig structure is like and and all that. But uh, it's possible some I could be doing something in the in the relatively near futures, maybe pump, get doing that just. Uh, it'd just be a higher hourly um, than that I'd be able to achieve uh, on, in most online tournaments or things like that. So um, potentially in a way. So we'll 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 see how that um, that folds out. But I I think that's um, that's it on mine. Unless you have anything else. Let's wrap it up. So thanks for, so much for listening. Please like, review us only with five stars. Uh, have a hand, question, or comment for the podcast. You can email us at whenthechipsaredownpodcast at gmail.com. You can email Scott directly at stayofwildpoker at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Viking19. And then in episode 24, I should be back in, with Joe. Uh, we'll see if we can do a live in-person pod in Sin City this weekend. Uh, until next time, keep grinding.